Do you live in a pigsty? While this may sound like a, an opening line to a Tide commercial or a question that a mother asks her teenager, Albert Haas points this question as a question for each and every one of us. The question is whether or not we are living in a spiritual pig pen. A spiritual pig pen is defined as a place of utter chaos, a place of deep untruth, where our true selves are stuck, we're covered with a lot of muck. The filth of the pig pen include the constant craving for praise, perfection, pleasure, prestige, position, popularity, possessions, productivity, and perfection. Haas calls this filth the empty peas of our false selves. Our first lesson today tells the origin story of a Jewish festival called Purim. Purim is the joyous celebration of the survival of the Jewish people from genocide. Central to this story is the reality of a royal court and an empire that has become a pigsty. There's a king whose worth is tied with the desire for pleasure, popularity, praise, and the rest of the empty peas. There's also a prime minister whose name is Haman, whose false peas lead him to concoct a plan to annihilate a whole race of nations because Mordecai, a faithful Jew, refused to bow down before him. From the story, we read that word reaches Queen Esther, who is also a Jew. She successfully launches a plan to save her people. Outraged at the actions of this prime minister, the king eventually hangs him, hangs Haman. The drama is set in motion by a pretty revolutionary act, Mordecai's refusal to bow down before Haman. This, my friends, is a mark of authentic spiritual living. To bow is an act of elevating God, of coming before God, bending ourselves in worship, submitting ourselves to the Lord of life. It is the act, it is the act of ultimate surrender, an act of submission. Haman decides to elevate himself before the empire and before Mordecai, and Mordecai, being a faithful follower of God, cannot bow before that idolatry of earthly power. If you read the book of Esther, which I recommend that you do, it's a beautiful novella, you will see that quite contrary to Haman's line of thinking, 
Mordecai is a faithful subject to the king. So faithful that he disrupts an assassination plot that would have put the entire empire into disarray. Yet Mordecai recognizes that only God is worthy of worship and to bow down and to bend the knee is an act of worship. And Haman does not, does not deserve that act. We as Christians follow the same tradition. For example, in our liturgy, it is customary to bow at the name of Jesus. Also, as we pray the words that Jesus taught us, you know, in the, in the Our Father, we bow at the words, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. The reason why we do this is simple. The only name under which there is salvation for the world is God in Jesus. Haman cannot fathom this notion. He has constructed his own pig pen, his own pigsty in life, where his self-worth revolves around achieving status, material worth, and the extension of power to the oppression of others. Haman could seem a bit extreme in his demand that Mordecai and all Jews bow down to him. Yet, if we read further on, if we read the gospel today, was Haman being so outrageous? Lest we think that we are immune from status-seeking, let's turn to the gospel today. The disciples are upset by the fact that there were other people invoking the name of Jesus, carrying out the mission of Jesus in places where they could not go. The false peas of position, power, prestige, and popularity are the filth that seek to transform their spiritual homes into a pig pen. The disciples become defensive and question whether those other people can authentically claim an affiliation with Jesus. Jesus answers them and invites those very disciples to clean up their pigsties by coming home, by returning to the Lord of life. He reminds them that they are called to be the salt of the earth, inviting them to return home and to add flavor to this world. Put a bit more emphatically, Jesus reminds them, don't remain in the pig pen. Submit yourselves to the refining and unquenchable fire of the Holy Spirit and live into being the salt of the earth. Friends, the reality is most of us fight the Haman or the inclination of the disciples consistently. We are lured by what Haas refers to as the empty peas of the false self the emptiness of praise, popularity, possessions, and prestige. These peas at many times constitute the pigsties of our life. It doesn't take much to actually know how these pig pens operate in our lives. For many, this is played out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook. For some, this is evident in how we treat and belittle other people in daily interactions. For others, 
It's a false sense that our identity is somewhat tied into the brand of cars that we drive, watches and clothes that we wear, clubs that we belong to, or the degrees or the institutions to which we are affiliated. We desire recognition and want to let the world know that we have arrived. The false peas. Whether in Haman, the disciples, or even in ourselves, pig pin pens are born from the ego as a form of idolatry. It is the creation of a false self that demonstrates our fundamental brokenness, our lost relationship with God, who alone can provide meaning in life, is quite evident in the things that we seek in this world. God, whose Son came to, the full, to give us fullness of life, who gives us the potential to be the salt and light of this earth, calls us. The good news in all of this is that God continues to love us despite the filth we create for ourselves. God desires to reside in the inner sanctum of our hearts in order to transform our pigsties, our pig pens, into a genuine home for life to be lived, life in all its abundance. The challenge before us, sisters and brothers, is whether we allow God to clean out the filth. For us, that involves the recognition that the only name under which we bow down, take a knee to, or bend, is the name of the Lord, our Maker. It is an act of submission, forsaking the idolatry of the false peas and coming towards God in total surrender. Authentic relationships born out of self-giving, focused on the here and now, not in the future, not dwelling on the past, focusing on the wonder and awe of a God who calls us into a life of transformation. So, beloved, I leave you today with a decision to make. Do you desire to remain in the pig pen of life? Or do you want to journey towards a home where Jesus assures you of life and life in all its abundance? There's a prayer in the prayer book that we usually read during Lent. If you have a prayer book in front of you, you can look on page 90. It's the Kiri Pantocrator. And it's taken from the prayer of Manasseh. And verse 11 through 15 has been a spiritual practice for me very recently. And the prayer goes like this. O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned. And I know my wickedness all too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. 
For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me in accordance with your great mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. Friends, if you believe those words and give your heart to those words, remember, to believe is not necessarily intellectual assent. It's giving your heart to. If you give your hearts to the possibility that God can transform the pigsties of your life into an abundant life, God calls you in the sacrament, his body, to feed on him so that our lives are renewed in hope and in faith. Amen.